What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Scalp Solutions Podcast. I am your host, David Santiago. And today I have with me good friend, John Cotton. John, what's going on, brother? What's up, Dave? How you doing? Good to be here. Good to be here. I'm doing great, man. Thank you for taking out some time to come on the uh, podcast, chop it up with me, talk some uh, hair loss and hair restorations with me. Uh-huh. No problem. Anything I got you, man. Anything I got you. Absolutely. I appreciate you. So let's get this. Let's get right to it, John. I want you to tell everyone where you're from and what it is that you do. Hey, guys. How you doing? My name is John Cotton, and I am from Detroit, Michigan. I live in New York City. I've been in New York City for over 15 years. And what I do is um, it's called the hair units replacement, a.k.a. man weave, which is a non-surgical procedure that we do for majority for men, but it's also for women as well. Um, you know, it's giving you your confidence back. It's a hair procedure that we do. Like I said, again, it's non-surgical. That's also that's what I do. Nice, nice. The man weave. That's what it is. And that's your website AKA too, right? Man weave. <laughs> the man weave. So let me ask you, John, how'd you get into hair? Um, how did I get into hair? Um, I got into hair, I was in my first semester in college as a computer engineer. And I was also cutting hair in my uncle's shop. Um, it was supposed to be an intern. I was supposed to be a receptionist, but I was sneaking and I was cutting hair. <laughs> uh, I was cutting you know, all my high school friends' hair, neighborhood kids' hair. And, and I was in school, and I realized that rather than paying attention to the teacher, I was booking appointments. And I was I was paying attention to my, at the time, two-way pager, booking appointments. Nice. And I was like, you know what? Maybe I should just forget school and go into cutting hair. And as I told you, my uncle had a shop, so I was working at his shop. And I started making money and I started making good money and better money and better money. And I did my research of what I would make if I was a computer engineer or electrical engineer, which I was going for. And then I did the research of what I would make if I opened up my shop, moved to New York City, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, you know what? I think I could probably make as much or more than a computer engineer if I really put my mind into it. Um, and so that's what I did. I was, like I said, I was working at my uncle's shop. Eventually, I opened up my first shop in Detroit, Michigan at 18 years old. And then from there, I moved to New York City and opened up a shop there. And then from there, I opened up another shop in New York City. And we're here now doing man weaves. That is amazing. Dude, it's, you know, it's so crazy because you went from, so essentially you wanted to do, you went from corporate America. And then you was just like, you know what? This is not going to be for me. I'm going to go the, the barber role. Right, where I was starting the procedure to get into corporate America. I was in school, you know. Right, right. You, you know, it's that, crazy because yeah. as a barber myself, like we often get people, well, barbers, have you ever come across barbers that they tell you like, oh, you know, you want to you get a real job because they don't think that being a barber is a real a job? Real job. Yep. And, and I'm I, here to tell you that it is definitely a real job. It is 100% a real job. Absolutely. It's all mindset. And I, obviously, you had it at already 18, knowing that if you put your mind to it and gave it your all, you're going to be successful. And here you are today because you are ridiculously successful. And that's Thank awesome. You, man. Thank you, man. Thank you. The Absolutely. Thank you. Absolutely. So what prior to you even getting into the hair, like what were you doing? I mean, you said you were 18, so I could only imagine you were probably doing like regular summer youth jobs, stuff like that. It's funny. I've only had one job for three months outside of cutting hair. So I pretty you can pretty much say I've only had I've only cut hair. Um, I worked at my church in the summer youth program, um, cleaning up the senior citizen home, and I did that for three months. But I was doing that as I was still cutting hair. Oh, um, interesting. And so that's the only job I ever had. I've never had a resume. I've never had an interview. I've never had 
Um, I've only worked for myself. I've never had a job butt cutting hair. That's amazing. God bless, man. So you've been an entrepreneur. You ain't have to worry about none of the BS you got to deal with when you got your boss and all that. I hear yeah, that. I don't even know how it is to have a boss. <laughs> <laughs> so friends be out of jobs. I'm like, you have to do that. Wow, I can imagine having to go. With yeah, you. I was going to tell you, man, that, that's an experience you, you're not missing out on. Trust me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so are you also, you're a barber, but do you also do women's hair? Um, I don't do women's hair. I do women's hair if they were in a short if they were in a short haircut. Okay, like a, short man's, a man's cut or um, I can do women's hair. I choose not to. I try to stick with you know, man. You know, no easier for me. Easy breezy in and out. You know, not too much. You know, headaches and maintenance. <laughs> Got you. So, but are you a cosmetol? Are you a licensed cosmetologist as well? I'm a, no, I'm a licensed a master barber. Just a master barber. Okay, but you guys, you can if you wanted to mess with the. Uh, I've always hair. worked in the hair salons. Oh. I've always worked in salon, unisex salon, so I've always, you know, been able to pick up or see how you do women's hair. And, you know, after working in salon for over 20 years, you know, you kind of just pick up the. Yeah, absolutely. You start seeing what's around the environment and pick up. Awesome. Mm -hmm. So what do you enjoy most about what it is that you do with your hair replacement? What do I enjoy most? Um, I guess I can say I enjoy what I do enjoy. It's just bringing guys and women and their people their their confidence back you know i enjoy i really enjoy the after the before and the after you know when they look in the mirror and they see what they look like after i've done what i have to do and the smile that they you know that, that they get put that i see on their face and the confidence that they have and just making you know people feel good um that's what i really enjoy out of this that's awesome man who who has been your uh, biggest influence in in your journey man like like how'd you even decide that this was what you wanted to do um, as far as the same what I do, as far as I guess you would say in the hair business, my uncle Rodney has been one of my biggest influence, and uh, Roberto Novo, uh, who was the first shop that I worked. It's, it's kind of like my uncle too, but he was the first shop that I worked at when I moved to New York City, and they're my influences because they taught me a lot, like how to cut hair, how to be professional, how to run a business. Um, Roberto taught me how to do scissor cuts, how to do color. And they just pretty much helped me advance my skill from just barbering to doing more than just barbering. And they, and they opened up my eyes and, you know, just kind of let me know that you can do more than just cut hair. You can stay with cutting hair, but there's more to it than just clippers to a head and a shape up. And, you know, they pretty much taught me that with different texture hairs, how to cut different texture hair, how to do color. And now I'm doing men, men units. Um, you know, they kind of opened up my eyes to show me that there's more to just cut hair. So if you're going to just be a barber, do, do it to the, the fullest. Go as far as you can with it. Make as much money as you can to it. And I can say that those two guys taught me that. So that's why I would say that's my inspiration. That's awesome. Hey, amen. And now I'm going to give you daps for that too, because saying it, because you know, a lot of barbers, I don't know what it is. We get caught up in this like bubble where it's just like, you know what? All it is is just cutting hair. They don't really look hair. out and see up. the other opportunities that are there. It's, it's like that all the time. They just want to cut hair. They just want to make their quick 200 bucks exactly. a day. Three hundred dollars a day, and they're good. Yeah, as long as I can pay my rent and eat, I'm fine. And you know that's the mentality that I always, I don't have, and I always try to teach other people. You don't want that mentality. You want to make, you want to make as much or more than doctors and lawyers and and surgeons and, and all that you can. Um, you know, I'm here to tell you and to show you that you can. Yeah, absolutely. And no one believes that. You know, they don't realize. But then again, it all has to do with the mindset too. So, um, so yeah. So now. What was your introduction to the uh, to the man weave to the hair units? Um, I guess one of my clients one day just asked me 
have I heard a, at, at the time, I guess it was kind of toupees kind of turned into, it was calling it man weeds. Um, and then I just started doing my research about it. Um, you know, just trying to see what it was. And, you know, Wade, Wade's been my friend for years. I've known Wade for a very long time, you know, and, and just cutting hair. Um, and so I started talking to him and he was doing it. Uh, I think Wade was doing it. And I think one other person was doing it in, uh, in uh, I think Atlanta, somewhere. And I just started looking into it. Nobody was big yet. You know, it was just trying to figure it out. And um, me and Wade did a class at my shop. I did a cutting class, and he did a, a weave, a man weave class. But it was a diff, it was a different type of hair unit that he was doing at the time. Uh, he was doing it with um, tracks of hair. He was gluing tracks of hair on on the hair. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm, I remember, uh, I remember vividly uh, seeing that composed to now, yeah, like the technology was, that we have so now. At the time, we thought that was it. I mean, I was trying to try to do. I, you know, I taught my class, and he taught his class. I think he had like maybe four people in the class, and we were looking at. It, I'm like, wow, this is interesting. So you know, after that, you know, I learned, figured out how to do that. Then I was like, you know, it got to be another way. So then I just started doing my research on YouTube and I started looking at two pays and, you know, just started doing my research. And then I just, you know, I kind of taught myself how to do the other two that I know how to do, which is the, um, the hair, the actual hair units, um, the lace fronts. And also when you just, you know, you just glue on the actual, um, pieces of hair on the head. Um, so I guess I can say I kind of taught myself the ones that I do now, I taught myself, um, you know, so yeah, that's how I kind of got into it. Too. I just kind of just do research and taught myself my techniques of how I do the ones that I do now, and that's how I pretty much got into it. So, so when you when you started experimenting with this, did you ever imagine that it would lead you to where you are at right now in the in the hair uh, game? No, I had no clue. I didn't. I wasn't expecting that I would be where I am right now. I didn't. Have, I mean, I knew something was going to happen, but. I didn't think it was going to go to where it is now at so, all. So to put things in uh in perspective, right? What does what's the average cost of a uh of a hair unit? Um average cost of a hair unit starts at 550 and go up. Um I think the most I've ever charged was maybe 1500. 1500. Um, but it starts at 550. About how many of those you think you're doing a week? Um a day, I do between five and ten, and that's with hair units and touch-ups. Uh, and I work five days a week. There you um, go. So I guess you guys can do the math. That's what I wanted, and that's what I wanted to get at. Just for anyone who thinks that barbering is not a real job and that and doing these hair units is not a thing, there you go. You talk about anywhere from five fifty to eight hundred dollars. Doing anywhere from five to ten a day. Do some math at that. There's people that went to school for about eight years of college and they're not making that kind of money. Trust me. Yeah, we're looking at salaries. You're looking like at doctor salary or way past them, and doctors, lawyers, we're going way past. As far as our salaries, with doing man, we easily. That's amazing. That's awesome, man. So, let me ask you: What has been your worst client experience, and how did you handle that? <laughs> That's a good one. Um, uh, so, I've probably been doing this now for about five years. Five, five years. Think about. Um, I've had some experiences. I think I've probably had in five years, maybe three experiences um first one was 
Um, someone tried to, you know, grind out without paying, which is kind of experience that I'm sure most people oh, yeah. here, here or doing that. And I'm sure we've experienced with just cutting hair with somebody trying to run out on just a regular haircut, which is 10, 20, 40, 50, 60 dollars. So now you can only imagine people trying to run out on 550, 600, 700. Yeah, dirt bags everywhere. So that happened once. Um, and I fixed that because I, I take half before or deposits before you get your hair done. So that way I make sure I have some money up front and just make sure they don't, I don't make sure I open the door until they pay. So that's how I fixed that one. The Why second one was, um, um, I had a breakout once, um, you know, like I, it's, it's a unit you putting, you know, a lace on someone's head, you know, you know, and, and you're putting, it's done with glue, um, you shampooing someone's hair. And, you know, I'm not a dermatologist, so I don't know for sure if you're allergic to anything that I'm putting in here. Got you. Um, and this particular client had allergic reaction to the glue. It may have been the glues or the, or the lace. I don't know, but they called me after I did the hair and they kept complaining like it's itching, it's itching, it's itching. And I'm like, oh, you know, it's never happened before where someone the, the first week is itching. And I'm talking to him like, well, why is it itching? Like, are you doing anything different? He's like, no, I haven't done anything. I'm like, do you sweat a lot? He's like, no, I just went home and, I, you know, it's just itching uncontrollably. And you know he came in, and when he came in, I took it off, and his his skin had just was bubbling up, and it was breaking out. Um, and I, of course, I was freaking out, like, "Oh wow, this first time this ever happened." This might have been two years into me doing units, and uh, you know, it was a wake up call to me that you know people can you know this can get where people can kind of sue you for these things and stuff like that. You gotta, oh, you, yeah. know, I gotta you know, make sure I you know, cover my, my back when I do things like that. Cause you, I'm not a dermatologist, so I don't know who's allergic to what. Right. Right. Um, with the skin, it could have been the shampoo. It could have been anything. I don't know. Um, so, you know, now you know, he was cool with it. You know, I ended up giving him half his money back. He was fine with that because he didn't wear it and you know, what have you. And he was fine with taking half the money back. He was really cool. And I told him to go to his dermatologist to see what it was. And he did. I think he said he was allergic to the, the lace, either the lace or the glue. But, you know, and after that, I, I just decided that I have to have everyone sign a waiver. Absolutely. Um, Protect yourself. And it pretty much breaks down what I'm using, how I'm using it, what I'm doing. And, you know, I, of course, I'm not a dermatologist, as I said. So, you know, if you sign this, if anything happens to your hair with this unit being put on, you know, it's just between you. You can't sue me. You can't do anything. Blase, blase. So that's how I took care of that. Got you. Um, and, Oh, you got one more? That was three, right? Was that no, three? that was two. That was two. What was the last one? No, it's up to you. I, I just oh, wanted... another one is, and this is anybody that does units, start doing units, and I'm sure anyone who does units can tell you. Uh, so you get clients, and I've and I've had at least ten. This probably happened to me at least ten to fifteen times. I mean, you get clients now. These guys, most of these guys, that's getting units done, haven't had a unit, and I haven't. I'm sorry, I haven't had hair in a long time. And so you get a lot of clients that come in, they haven't had hair in two, in five years, four years, whatever. And they show me, I, you, know, you have to show a picture of what you want. And the picture that they show me is a picture of like someone with this big curly hair, <laughs> like fat. They may be black or if they're black, they want big curly fine hair or if they Spanish, they may want some weight, some this something that that's that's it's not this this you would never have this. Well you could, but this is not this is not your texture hair at all. First of all. I mean this is you're going from no hair for six, seven years to all this big, thick, curly hair. And I'm like, are you sure? I'm like, when I do this to your hair, you're going you're not gonna like this one. Because for one, it's gonna be a big shocker. 
Right. And then you haven't had hair in so long and then you just want to come and pop up to work or home to your wife or wherever you want <laughs> with all this hair. With braids. So for, for one, you're about to bring so much attention to yourself. For two, you bought, you you have fine hair now. You haven't had this texture hair or any type of hair, straight hair, fine hair. You haven't had this type of hair ever. This is not your texture. Or, you know, it's a lot of different reasons why I'm like, I don't think you should do this. And they're like, no, I want to do this. I always wanted this look. I always wanted this hair. I always, always are. And I'm like, trust me, you don't, you're not going to like this. And I tell them, I say, okay, well, you signed this contract. If you don't like it, you're not getting your money back. I'm going to tell you that I know that you're not going to like it. And nine times out of 10, every client I've done, when I'm mid, when I'm mid finished or almost finished and they look in the mirror, they're like, yo, I don't, this I don't like this. <laughs> Cut it, please. <laughs> this is bad. And, you know, it's just it's it's not that it was done bad, or it's just that this is not what you're accustomed to, what you're used to. This is not your texture. This is a you're going from one extreme to a totally different extreme, it's like apples and oranges. You know, it's just a big shocker when you look at yourself in the mirror. And on top of that, you're looking at yourself with a shocker. So now you're thinking like I can only imagine what everybody else is gonna look at me and say, like, what did you do to your head? And I always tell people, go in slowly. To go with something short, a fade, something light, and then gradually go into the look that you want to go in. And I always say, use your texture here. Whatever texture you grew up with, stick with that texture. Because if you didn't have these big, big, nice curls when you was a kid, and people wasn't planning your hair as a kid, like, oh, I like your hair, your hair is this, or you have this hair, don't try to switch it up when you get older. <laughs> when you get it now, like, oh, you never had curls, now you, you got you curls. Know, you never had the straight hair, so just stick with what you got. You know, and let's go. Let's go with it. It's so crazy because the clients, like the desperation, is so crazy that they come in with these unrealistic expectations. And you know, when you yeah. tell them, like, "Look, man, this is this is not gonna work for you." Like they give you that look, kind of like, "Listen, you install here. Like, what do you mean you can't you, do you this can, for you me? You can do it. I know you. Like, like, it's like, let's be realistic here, y'all. Like, that's this. That's no. Let's just keep it. Keep it simple. <laughs> have you have you ever had? A client come in um, who has been experiencing hair loss. I mean, he ha he's had like a significant amount of uh, male pattern baldness and then just was like, hey, man, can you just put like an afro or like braids on me? Yeah, yeah. I get that all the time. Um, yeah, I get that all the time, the braids and the afro. Yeah, yeah. And, and you give him the same time. talk like, look, guy, you know, this is this is not going to be realistic enough for you. I give him the, the pet talk. I try to explain to them what's the outcome and now that i've been doing it for so while i always tell them that i've had clients that come in with these same um ideas or want these these same uh expectations and i explain to them i did it and this is what the outcome and it's happened numerous of times and so you know after i talk to them most of the time they do change their mind you may get one out of ten that still want to do it uh, but most of the time i talk to them out of doing it and i tell them just just to go slow Let's go on. So if you want the braids, let's just let's act like we're going to grow your hair out first. So let's just start with something short. And next couple of months, we'll go a little longer. Then we'll go a little longer. Let's do it as if this was really your hair. You was really growing it. And then do the braids. Absolutely. Yeah, that's awesome. Go right through the process. Make it seem as realistic as you possibly like you can. If it was your actual hair. Well, but see, some people just want to do it. They don't care, which is good, too. Some people are like, I don't care if somebody sees it. I don't care. This is what I want to do. And a lot of more people are starting to become like that. It's starting to become like women that wear weaves. Everybody, women are so very open with a weave. I mean, a lot of women just go home to the husbands or go to the gym and snatch the wig right off their head and put in a lot. Yeah, of they don't care. So <laughs> this is starting to become that. Um, well, as far as what I what I'm seeing, as far as the amount of clients that I have and 
you know, people are like, oh, you can take a picture. I don't care. Take a picture. I want me to block your face. No, I don't care. Just show my face. I don't care. And then, and when I first started, no one wanted to take a picture. Now, most of my clients are like, I don't care. Take a picture. It's no big deal. Yeah, no, so that's awesome, man. It's definitely becoming more acceptable and as, as the more, you know, that it's get, it gets put out there, it's just more yeah. and more. Like, the more attention that gets put on it, I feel like the the less, you know, the man is going to be like, I, I don't care. Yeah, so what? I'm wearing it. Who cares? It's thing, though. Yeah, well, at least you take the time out to explain to them that there's a potential that what they're asking for could somewhat cause an embarrassment or have people looking at them a little bit uh, a little weird and shit. Right, right, exactly. So, what kind of impact would you like to make in the uh, in the in the beauty and the hair loss world? Well, that's a good question. Um, the type of impact that I, John Cotton, would like to make. I guess I would say that. I guess I can kind of piggyback on what I said earlier. Get a real job. The barber is some people think that barbering is not a real job. An impact I want to make is that it is a real job. And I want to show that we can make just as much money or more um, as doctors and lawyers. We can make more money than them. And I'm here to show you that you can. You know, we can be half a millionaires or make half a million and stuff like that, open up multiple businesses and stuff like that. And the us barbers can do more than just cut hair. Absolutely. Shape ups and stuff like that. And I want to make sure I leave behind me that and show that we can do that. And, you know, I'm here to show you and to tell you 100% it's being done and I'm living it. Absolutely. You're definitely paving that way for us. And I'm not going to lie. You have absolutely been an inspiration towards me. Um, That being said, I went as far as to take the uh, course that John offers for the uh, the hair units. Uh, he's got that one day look and learn, and it was one of the best investments that I ever made. And to this day, I'm still able to call him up sometimes and send him a picture or ask him a question where he'll laugh at my mistakes. But that's good because that's part of the growing. And um, he does offer that and is amazing. It was great training, and it was one of the best investments that I've made so far into gravitating into the uh the, the hair unit game as well um so next john what what does the future hold for you what you got coming up anything any projects other businesses um the future i have coming up is i'm actually in the process of opening up another shop um in new york um this one's going to be a little more catered to um male units um just make it a little more private for my clients you know a little more private air, and I'm also going to um, be selling more of my hair products. As you know, I sell the the um, actual hair pieces. I have my own hairline, and so it'll be a store inside the shop where I have my hair pieces, and I'm gonna have some products and a lot of stuff focusing on the maintenance and keeping up with the hair units. Um, so yeah, that's what I'm working on now. You know, just expanding my brand and my name and stuff like that that's that's what's in the making right now and that's where that's where i'm headed excellent that sounds great i could only imagine how how crazy that's gonna look so let me just ask you real quick with the setup that you with the the, the new shop that's catering <clears throat> exclusively to the uh the hair units are you offering like private rooms or is it going to be like your traditional like an open salon barber type so it'll be private ish it's going to be kind of private where you can't really see what's going on okay um, and, and i you know i thought about it. i want i was going to do private rooms um, but then I thought about it, you know, cause you know, I, I'm have most of the people that's working for me, I taught and I kind of still want to be able to look to make sure that they're doing it well and that they're doing it still good. And you know, that, you know, it's still, people are still learning it. 
Um, Got you. You know, so I didn't want to make it too private where I can't really see what's going on. Um, you know, if I have four good barbers who was doing this and was really good at it and perfect with it, I'd have did the private rooms. But it's still a growing thing, and you know, people are still learning. So it's going to be private ish for the clients, but I I want to be able to still see what my barbers are doing as far as the hair unit. So unfortunately, I can make it too private, but it is private where the client would feel comfortable coming in and taking the hair off because. They won't be able to. I will be able to kind of see what each of my barbers are doing, but the client will feel comfortable where they feel like it's private. So I guess I can say it's private. That's why I say it's private ish. Gotcha. No, and it makes sense. People waiting, your people waiting and all that won't be able to see you at all. But it'll just be a back area where it'll be sectioned off with individual stations and like kind of like a private. I usually got to see it once it's done, and you'll see it, the, the the layout. I had an architect architect come in and lay it out, so it, it's it'll be very comfortable to client. That's awesome. Looking forward to that, and I totally get it. You know where you want to be able to still see because you are the boss. So I could only imagine. You know, you want some quality control because you know you got your name right. attached to that, and you want to make sure that I that doesn't sure get ruined. Going out of the shop. Absolutely, that makes perfect sense. Totally respectable. So for the next segment, John, I want to start talking. Uh, directly uh just exclusively about hair loss so with that being said i want to ask you as a barber right and you being one who installs these hair units these man weaves how important is your hair to you and and what role does that play in your business (laughs) that's a funny question um because i'm most barbers are really into the hair and it's very important to them i'm total opposite my hair is not important now really no, it's not. You know, because I've always, I've always had a pretty, pretty big. I mean, I've been blessed. I've always had a pretty big clientele. You know, um, so I've never, after the work of working ten, seven to twelve hours, maybe longer, I don't feel like cutting my hair. Um, so I've always just cut my hair off to a quick Caesar and call it a day. Um, I've never even had a brush in my house, a comb, uh, products. Barely have shampoo. People come over my house and they're like, you got a brush? You got it? I'm like, oh, how you put hair? You don't have nothing in your house. I'm like, because my hair is always short and I keep it short and I just get up and go. And then I'm always I'm always moving. I'm always, when I get up, literally 30 minutes, 40 minutes before I have to be able to go to work, take a quick shower, throw some clothes on, and I'm out. That's great. You don't, I, don't, I have no maintenance, no nothing with, with me. I put on some nice clothes, but as far as grooming myself, um, uh, it's no big deal and that has nothing to do it has no effect on your business because they know you got that skill right no it hasn't had any effect on my business at all that's awesome and you know something i like to put like for some re- you know it's a good thing but people outside of the uh the hair world don't realize that <clears throat> yes you you look at a barber and you think like you know what you're a barber you cut good hair like you're hair should be immaculate and they don't realize right. when you're as busy as you are you don't have the time to sit down in a barber chair and have someone cut your hair not only that you're like extra extra critical about who you're gonna have cut your hair so you have to wolf it out a little right. bit well i do I, I do keep my hair cut every every week or sometimes twice a week. i do keep it cut but i just keep it shaved down short now i do, I do stay groomed but i just don't get into the different styles grow it out I've, I've grown it out before and i've actually colored it before but i just did it just to do because i was bored at that on that day or something and then i usually wear it for a, a day or two or maybe a week and then i cut it off because i'm like I'm, i don't have time to keep doing it so i'm just gonna chop it, chop it off so i do stay groomed but i just don't get into doing too many too much of maintenance different type of styles that have a lot of maintenance 
Got you. So have you ever experienced hair loss? Um, I'm actually experiencing it right now. <laughs> really? Yeah, looking in the mirror, my my two corners are starting to go in. But I mean, it comes with age, you know. So I, I you got the your widow's peaks. Your the sides are coming in. The sides are coming in, but it is what it is. All right, so you know we'll we'll get into that in a little bit, like your attitude, what it is, like it is what it is. But be, before that, like, what are you doing right now to 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 combat that? I'm not doing nothing at all. I'm not doing nothing. Um, I, I guess I, I I guess I can say it hasn't got as as bad. As severe, like where you feel like you got to do something. Right. I haven't, I mean, I look at it, but I don't feel like it's gotten as bad where I really have to really focus on it and figure out what I'm going to do. But again, even if it starts getting worse, I mean, I guess I probably should start thinking about this. Um, I don't know. I mean, I might wear a unit or I might play with it or I don't know. I haven't haven't really thought about it yet. I guess it's not as bad yet. So so when did you first start experiencing your hair loss, Sean? Like when did you just um, notice it? I would say last, maybe the last couple of years or last year, I started seeing it's getting a little light in the corners. And it hasn't had any effect on your life at all. Like nothing. Like you don't feel, you know, like you're you're losing something, confidence a little bit, nothing. Everybody is different. Me personally, I I, I didn't feel anything. I just thought, oh shit, hair's falling out. Okay. So for you, it's like, all right, this is part of life. I'm losing my hair, and it is what it is. Yeah, my father is bald. He's he's thinning in the middle, and his his um, left and right side corners are going are all the way in. So I figure I'm gonna look like him. See, I'm that's gonna, I have to focus on that. I'm a handsome guy, and just focus on that aspect of, of myself. <laughs> yeah, no, I hear that. You know, and and that's great because you know, there's there's very especially for for what we do. You know, like we deal with the clients that you know when they're experiencing the hair loss. You know, it, it affects their confidence and stuff like that. So right. for for us, I'm the same way. Like it didn't affect my my confidence much, but it started kind of giving me a, a little bit of a complex. So mm-hmm. I went and I did it, but for the most part, for years, I was kind of like, you know what? I don't care, man. What it is, what it is. I'm losing my hair, whatever. Right. So it's interesting, you yeah. know, just to hear it from someone else too, who's in in the the the, the hair loss industry, and is just like, yeah, whatever, it is what it is. Yeah, I would I will say that if if I if I did have a lot of um, hair loss, um, I would have definitely practiced on myself back when I started with the hair units. So I would have definitely did that to myself back then because I didn't really have a person to practice on, so I probably would have practiced on myself. Um, but you know, when I started, I had all my hair, so. So I couldn't use myself as a (laughs) experiment on yourself. So I'm I'm not jinxing you. This is just a question for for podcast purposes, man. If you start experiencing a significant (laughs) amount of hair loss now, where we're talking about, you know, got a nice big, you know, bald patch, or maybe the crown is coming. Would you would you um do a hair unit? I would probably do a hair unit. I wouldn't be against it. Um. If I, you know what I would do? I would probably practice with a lot of different stuff. I would probably do hair units. I would probably do fibers. I would probably, you know, I would, what I would do to myself, I'll use myself as a model to just to see what clients are going through as far as how to upkeep, when I tell them how to upkeep their hair. I tell them this because I get knowledge from other people. Uh, when I first started, the first guy I was doing, I would do his hair for free and I would tell him to tell me what it is that he needed to do after, how did he sleep, no, please sleep with this. So I would use him to give me, you know, you know, advice on what I can tell my clients or other people once, you know, 
I started. But I would, if I did lose all of my hair, a lot of my hair, I would just start doing different things to myself so I can take note and be able to give more knowledge to clients. So I guess that's what that's what I would do. So that's what you would take out of it. It's like, you know what? This is an opportunity for me now to do some trial and errors and I'm going to just pass yep. this information. Okay. I can get even better at what I'm doing now with this using myself you know, and getting questions, just using myself as a model and getting different ideas of what I could do to keep the unit on to last longer. Or if I do five coats instead of four coats or three, six coats, would it last longer? I would just use myself and do different things. Got you. So now would you follow your own rules of taking uh, little steps or would you just show up one day with some dreads or something like that? Um, it's, I don't know. It depends. I mean, <laughs> I would show up with dreads. Yeah, I would. Yeah, like, all right, I, yeah, this I is it. I would. But my only thing is, though, as long as it looks nice, you know, I wouldn't want to show up with dreads and looks crazy. If it looks nice, I would do it. I would rock it. I mean, people know I don't have hair anyway. I do hair. I do units. So it wouldn't be no big deal to me that I'm actually wearing one. I actually have a barber that works for me now. He flies in uh, from Texas, and he works for me every two weeks. And he, he has a unit on, and he does very good with it because he's able to like I was telling you to, you know, to school his clients and tell them what and what not to do because he's doing it himself. He's living in the own shoes of what he's, you know, teaching his clients and doing to his clients. So yeah, he's got that firsthand experience. Firsthand experience, exactly. So let me ask you, John: Are you familiar with any other non-surgical hair loss solutions that? If you have a client that comes to you and, and he's not a candidate for the uh, the the hair restoration that, that you talk to him about or maybe give him a little advice about? Um, yeah, I'm familiar with a few of them. I guess the one you do, of course, F and, um, S&P and um, what else? Uh, the other surgical. Um, the hair, hair transplants? transplants? Excuse me? The, the hair transplants? Right, the hair transplants. Um, I don't have a lot of knowledge about the other ones, but I actually get clients who've had a lot of different procedures done, um, and they use they come to me after getting other things done. And when you say other, you know, I, I kind of want to bring it up because, especially, you know, for what I do, you have had a significant amount of clients who have experienced bad S and P work, and now they just want to cover it up, so they want to put a hair unit on. Yes, I've had more, some of that, but I've had more who's experienced the surgery, the hair, the hair surgery where you you put the, you cut the, the scar, you leave the scar in the back of it. And the they neck. got the scar, yeah, the FD, the the strip scar. The strip scar, yeah. I've had more with that, but I've had I've had I, I've had had a few that have had the nuns, um, the F and P. So how does that make you feel when you see the S and P? Like, is it like do you see some really bad work? I've seen bad work. Yeah, I've definitely seen a lot of bad work. I mean, a little, this too dark, or the hairline is down up too far or down too far, or um, it's fading a lot. Um, yeah, I've seen some bad ones. So, <laughs> I'm sure, trust me. So, it, how do you feel about the uh, the hair transplants? Like, is that something that you would advocate any of your clients for? Like, be like, hey, man, do this. It's a successful thing. Or, or how about for the uh, the scalp micropigmentation? Like I know you said you you know about it and you talk to them about it, but do you feel like it's an acceptable solution to hair loss? Um, I mean, it's it it just depends on the you yourself and the client. Uh, with the actual the surgical one, I usually don't recommend that one because to me, I feel like 
what they do is they fill in your hair, like in this crown of your hair, the hair that's missing, they fill it in. And I feel like eventually the hair that you have there is eventually going to fall out. So, and then it takes like a year or two for the hair to fill in, to grow. But then while that hair is growing out, you're starting to lose other hairs. Right. So to me, it just doesn't make sense how that works because when the hair that they put in fills in, then the hair that's already there is going to eventually fall out because you're going to eventually lose most of your hair anyway. Um, that happens. So I would think that you would do it when all of your hair is out and then you do it. Right. Yeah. And now, you know, depending on the, uh, the, the doctor that you go to, they'll tell you, especially, you know, on your age, they're going to be like, well, some, some will tell you, you know what, you're still too young. You're going to still experience a significant amount of hair loss. Maybe right. you should try this, you know, until you reach the point where, all right, you finally, you know, lost that significant amount of hair and we can go in and do these procedures. But again, you know, Everyone conducts business differently. You know, some people yeah. just see the dollar sign and an opportunity and they go for it. But whatever. That's them, not us. Right. Exactly. So would you ever would you ever date someone who, who wore a, a hair unit or a lace front yeah, or had SMP? I, I wouldn't care. As long as it looks good. As long as, as it long looks as good. Nice. As long as it's, you know, kept groomed and kept looking nice. You know, it, w- it wouldn't be a big deal. But if it doesn't look good, I would, I would, I would really stay on. I'm like, you need to really fix your hair. <laughs> would you? Would you be the? Would you be the dude that goes, hey, you know, uh, let me, uh, let me fix that up real quick. You need a quick little touch up. Yes, absolutely. I mean, because I don't want my partner, my significant other, to do the same to me. If I'm looking crazy out in these streets, you need to tell me. <laughs> if I'm looking and, crazy out in these streets, yeah, you gotta tell me. I don't want my other half looking bad, and I hope you don't want me looking bad. So I'm, I don't have a problem with you doing whatever you want to do, but as long as it looks good and presentable and it looks tasteful and we're good. Got you, got you. So do you have a, uh, do you have like a, a hair loss fear? Like what's your biggest hair loss fear? Me personally, my biggest hair loss fear? Um, I, I don't know. I can go, I can shave my hair ball. I'll be fine. It's, I've never shaved my hair ball, but I, I feel like I wear my hair close enough where I can kind of see what I look like when I'm bald. So, um, you're, so you're, I'm good. you're part of the, the very few men that hair loss has no effect. Like it is what it is. And that that's it for you. Yeah. Um, very. I mean, cause I guess because I've always worn my hair short. Got you. So and you know, it looks like it's bald already. The only reason why you would, would know that it's not bald because I put a shape up on it, but I wore my hair pretty short. Yeah, you know, it makes sense now that you say that with it, you know, that you always wore it short because I, I always <clears throat> wore my short for my whole life and um, I, I felt the same way and it was just recently until I, I got into the hair laws game where I was kind of like, listen, man, I can't be, I can't be hustling hairlines and I got this McDonald's arches going on <laughs> right here. Yeah. So when right. I got you're, it done. You're your brand. Yeah. Exactly. Like, like with you, your, your, yours look good. So it's easy, it's easy for you to get clients because you look at your own hair. Thank you. Thank so, you. Yep. So John, before we wrap things up, I want you to tell everyone where they can find you. Instagram, Facebook, uh, websites, all that good stuff. Yeah, uh, I'm presently working at LW Salon um, in New York City on 45th Street. And you can find me on Instagram at John Cotton 3, J O H N C O T T O N 3. And my Facebook is my name, John Cotton. And I'm soon to be in my salon. I'm still working on the name. And that would be on 33rd Street, 12 East, 33rd Street in Manhattan. Awesome. And John, are you still also offering uh, the training for the uh, for the hair units? 
Yes, and my training is still available for um, uh, 1K a day, $1,000, and you pretty much watch me for the whole day, doing 10 to 5 to 10 units. You pretty much um, shadow me for the whole day with a grab bag and all of that good stuff, and I'm still doing that. My website also is manweave.com. Yes, I was blessed enough to purchase manweave.com. <laughs> yeah, man, dude, like that's crazy that you got that domain, man. God bless. Yeah, I was lucky to get that one, come out with that with that domain. All right, excellent, man. John, again, I appreciate you, you know, for coming on here, chopping it up with me, and I just wanted one more time to just – piggyback on the uh the training guys if you're thinking about doing the training like john said he's got that 1k for the day where you shadow him um it was a great investment uh that i made it's an investment that you're gonna get back at at minimum with two to three clients depending on you know how you start yourself uh when you get into the uh, industry but it was totally well worth it highly recommended to anyone considering it and again john thank you i appreciate you my brother and to everyone else, that's it for today's show. Until the next time, peace. Thanks, Dave.